Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. The episode you are about to listen to is something that I have warned about for a long time, but until now, really didn't have any concrete evidence of my claims about these home renovation reality shows. Now, this is actually going to be a two-part series because there was just so much to unpack that I broke it up into two episodes, one focusing on what homeowners should take away from the situations that were created, and one about what designers should take away from the situations that happened. And so today's episode is focusing from the homeowner's point of view. Now, if you're an interior designer listening, that doesn't mean you hit stop. I actually encourage all interior designers to hang around and hear what I have to say, because I think it's an important lesson to hear a homeowner's point of view, hear what they're thinking, hear about their fears and their hopes and their dreams and how you can help manage them more effectively and in all cases, more honestly than the stories that we're going to get into. Now, if you're a homeowner, I don't want you to skip the next episode that's directed more towards interior designers for the same reasons I want interior designers to listen today. I want you to hear where an interior designer needs to improve, where an interior designer needs to hit a home run, and where an interior designer needs to help a client along to understand the process more. I think there is so much value in both of these episodes, and and that's why I broke them into two, because I just didn't want to ramble on and on, but there's so much to learn from these, quite frankly, very sad situations. And most importantly, my goal is to educate you to avoid being the victims that these women became. So let's dive in. So if you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, you'll know that occasionally I bring up my dislike of the HGTV channel or really any of those home renovation reality shows, because I know from my experience that they just are more based in entertainment than they are in actual reality. You know, this is what I do for a living. So it's pretty easy for me to watch one of those shows and say out loud, typically in a raised voice to the TV, that's not how it's done. Or you can't skip that step or what the hell is that? That's going to blow the budget. And yes, my kids cringe because they love watching these shows and they claim that I ruin it. But until this past week, it was really just the interior design industry, the construction industry, kind of grumping about the HGTV shows. And I'm going to lump them all in under that umbrella. They are on other channels, but you know what I mean by those shows. And there was occasional murmurings about former homeowners participating in the shows that you know, settled out of court and things like that, but nothing ever concrete, no real story. So you never really knew why did they settle out of court? Was it because they were actually at fault or did the production team just not want the bad press, right? So there was never any kind of meat on the bones to 
prove our point to public at large until this past weekend. So a fellow designer friend of mine, Jill Kalman in Connecticut, she messaged me an article on Saturday morning and said, I think you're going to enjoy this. Boy, was she right. I mean, quite honestly, I lost about two hours of Saturday going down a very deep rabbit hole, chasing all of these stories, clicking on links, reading more, rapidly taking notes. I was like, oh my gosh, here's my next episode. This is possibly Christmas coming early because finally some very brave people have come forward with their personal jobs, either running way over budget running months and months and months and months behind, no communication, possibly having unlicensed contractors on their projects. I say possibly because the designers are now pushing back and saying they never hired unlicensed contractors, but of course that's easy to prove. You know, all sorts of horrendous experiences. Some are out tens of thousands of dollars. Some have unfinished projects. Some have finished projects with terrible issues going on with water damage and poor foundations and you name it. I mean, literally, I think I lost two hours of the day, but it was the best two hours to lose because I thoroughly enjoyed, I hate to say it, seeing the truth come to light. And that's what this is. So today, I really want to take the time to go over some of the details that I read about and all the red flags that I saw along the way that these homeowners did not pay enough attention to in order to save them from the disastrous situations they ended up in. And so for today's episode, I want to take a deep dive into where a homeowner can protect themselves in situations like this. Now, I'm not saying you're going to end up on a reality show, and I don't recommend it. I would imagine these women's lives are pretty hellacious right now. I'm sure it will die down. But for right now, they're kind of in the spotlight. I've seen articles so far on the Today Show.com, on the Today Show itself, House Beautiful. I mean, they're out and about because this was going to be on the new Magnolia channel. So for those of you who aren't aware that Chip and Joanna Gaines, who were the stars of Fixer Upper on HGTV, just started their own network channel called Magnolia. Apparently, it was launching this past Monday. I'll be honest, I didn't know anything about it because I don't like what they do, right? These reality shows, I wasn't following the ins and outs of their big empire that they've built on this. But it wasn't their group. It was a smaller design team who I hadn't heard of before. Again, they've been on HGTV and I try not to watch it, but it was a design couple, Andy and Candace Meredith, and their show on HGTV is called Homework. Two words, right? Clever. I love it. And the gist of their programming was they renovated homes. They showed you the process. And then voila, in the end, it was this beautiful thing. They're out in Utah. They're very personable. Obviously, they read well on camera and they were quite popular. So Magnolia had reached out to ask them and their show to join them on the new Magnolia channel. So these three women whose stories just came to light, and of course, the timing is all called into question, but to be fair, it doesn't sound like they had any other choice. They did, in fact, go through a lot of legal channels trying to recoup their losses. So obviously, their goal was to completely destroy Andy and Candace Meredith's 
chances of being on this new channel. And in fact, Magnolia has canceled the show, quote, pending investigations. So if you haven't heard about it, all you have to do, honestly, is do a quick Google search on Andy and Candace Meredith. And I swear it's the first thing that pops up now. So the story goes, these three women had submitted videotapes of themselves and the projects they'd like to take on in order to be on the show. So they were aware that they were going to be on the show, which I'm sure is incredibly invasive with cameramen and crews and people interviewing you. And, you know, honestly, construction projects are stressful enough. I can't imagine doing that. But I'm sure there was, you know, something fun about it, something exciting in order to take this on. And that's what these women hinted about. They also said, you know, how much they admired Candace and Andy's work. So great. These three women get selected and their projects basically start off on the wrong foot from the beginning. So today I really want to take a look at where a homeowner went wrong. And I'm let me be fair, I am not blaming the three women that were very brave to come forward. But what I want you to do is learn from their mistakes. I mean, really, that's all we can do is to not allow this to happen again, right? And that is my goal with all of my episodes, and in particular, this one. So the biggest story comes from this woman, Aubrey. And she details, I mean, this woman took screenshots of text messages back and forth with the team. And she has a lot of detailed history of her project, photographs, dates, everything. She actually is a project manager at something to do with roads. So it's sort of up her alley to run a project. And she did admit she had done a bathroom renovation on her own before. So it wasn't like this was completely new to her. But my takeaway from what I was reading was several things. First, she was communicating with this designer, Candace, at all hours of the day and night, 10 o'clock at night, on Saturdays, on Sundays, during the day. It was insane. There was really no pattern. There was, wait for it, no set meetings. It was just this sort of haphazard form of communication. And then she would note that sometimes it was emailed and sometimes it would be a phone call and sometimes it would be a text. You know, it was very hard, even with all of her photographs of text messages and things like that, it was very hard to sort of follow the process of this project. So that is why I am constantly saying you must be organized. Now, don't get me wrong. I communicate with my clients through text regularly, but I'm not chatting with them in nights and weekends. If there's a problem, of course, I will address it. But these were like ongoing, hey, have you looked for who knows what, I think it was a kitchen sink or something. You know, that's the kind of thing that one makes it less professional, right? You don't call your lawyer in the middle of the night. You don't think that you can go to a bank on a Sunday. Yeah, there are just parameters around working as a professional. And so my first reaction was they're on the wrong foot. Now, the second thing that really piqued my interest was in the beginning, Aubrey said that she thought the scope of the project that she wanted to take on, it was a kitchen and family room renovation, would cost around thirty-five dollars to $45,000. Now, she does not explain how she comes up with those numbers, but like I said, she had done a project in the past, so I'm sure she's basing it on some of those you know, past experiences. And she said at the first meeting with the designer telling her this, the designer said, oh, no, no, we can do this for 20000 And even at the time, Aubrey thought, wow, how can we do it for that low? So again, she is seeing a red flag. She's feeling a red flag. And she didn't act on it. 
However, she did admit when she was on camera for the first time being interviewed about the project, Aubrey herself bumped the number to 25,000, thinking she would sort of meet her in the middle. I don't know how 25 is in the middle between 20 and 35, 45, but nonetheless, she did bump it up a smidge. Now, the designer never told her how she was going to do that. And, you know, hey, it's entirely possible that if it's going to be on a television show that's sponsored by, who knows, GE, maybe GE was going to throw in all the appliances or nope, apparently Aubrey was going to buy her own appliances. Okay, so where are all of these enormous savings coming from? I mean, she's really quoting half the budget. Now, it's this was in Utah. I don't know labor prices in Utah. I would imagine it might be a little less expensive than it is on the East Coast, but nonetheless, that's a huge price difference. And there are text after text after text of Aubrey asking for a budget, asking for a spreadsheet, asking for breakdowns. So for that, bravo, she was doing the right things. But you know where she went wrong? She never got an answer and she never put a stop to it. So in this situation, really, she should have said, work will stop until I get my budget. I need to know where we are. But she didn't do that. So the project kept going. There was delay after delay. She said contractors would not show up for weeks at a time. She'd be texting Candace, where are they? You know, all of this horrible communication, Candace apparently would disappear and no communication for a week and then pop up and say, sorry, there have been delays. You know, every excuse in the book. And oh, I need to let you know, this was in 2019. She couldn't even blame it on the pandemic. Now it did stretch into 2020, but this project started in 2019. So again, deadline after deadline after deadline was being missed. And again, Aubrey felt red flags. Now, since you're listening to me, those red flags are when you say stop. And I mean it, especially if you feel multiple red flags. This could have been avoided if Aubrey had insisted on weekly meetings. Put that in the contract. I need weekly meetings. And then if the designer or the contractor starts skipping those meetings, another red flag, another opportunity to cut it short before a disaster truly happens. So I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, well, Renee, if they've gone through demo, your house is torn apart, why would I stop the process? And that's what Aubrey said. She said, at some point, I just wanted to get my house done. And I hear you. I completely get that. She was living through it. She had a home-based side job where she sold things, I think, on Etsy or something. And that was impacting that business. I mean, it was disastrous. However, she still should have said, stop. That would have at least gotten the attention of the design team, this Andy and Candace, hopefully enough to really pressure them to rein it all in, behave like professionals, start taking control of the project that was completely out of control. But unfortunately, she didn't do it. She found design mistakes. She said they walled up a, a window in their kitchen, and then she found that the code required her to have a safety access. So they had to put a door in because they'd already covered up the window. I mean, it literally, two hours, let me just repeat that. I was in rabbit hole after rabbit hole, clicking through on different accounts and different links, trying to piece this all together because it sounded made up. It sounded like she'd hired a bunch of teenagers who were trying to figure it out for the first time and not professionals that had a TV show that was successful. I mean, 
mind blown doesn't cover it enough for me. Now, of course, I was also getting upset and angry at this design couple because they are the problem that my industry constantly fights because that is not in my world normal. I don't know professionals like that. Well, I shouldn't say the word professionals. I don't know design teams like that. Now, obviously, I know they're out there, and now I have a perfect case example of exact couples, names, and where they work. But nonetheless, this woman, Aubrey, had opportunities to make it stop. So you're saying, well, what could she have done, Renee? I mean, she'd spent the money. She had this house ripped apart. Well, she had given them a deposit. She gave them $13,000 of the, quote, $25,000 she was going to spend. So probably she had gotten $13,000 worth of work at some point, right? You can sort of guesstimate where you are in the process. And it would have given her an opportunity to stop where she was, figure out what was going on, and then move forward. Whether that means moving forward with the same team under better control, under better guidance, or whether that means she cuts them loose and goes and finds a contractor to spend the additional $13,000. Well, in fact, as she said, she was prepared to spend $35,000. So she had some extra money on top of this sort of made up budget number. And she could have saved herself a world of trouble. This poor thing landed herself having a panic attack in the middle of the night, her entire body was covered in hives. This got that bad. So I know you're saying to yourself, this has got to be a one-off. And honestly, I said that too, because her story was the one I read first. Then she said she somehow figured out how to connect with these other two women that were in Utah as well, that were doing the same thing. They had sent in their video submissions, they were chosen, but they didn't know each other. But somehow they got connected. And their stories started sounding the same. Now, different scope, different projects, different budgets, but all of the problems they were having, no budget communication, communicating sporadically, then ghosting, and then sporadically again, projects that were completely dead for weeks and then flurry of people and then dead for weeks. It was just all the same. So I thought, okay, one possible, probably not likely, but possible Two, hmm, I feel a pattern. Three, these women didn't know each other. And there's now three stories, all with the same types of issues. Now, the interesting part is Aubrey did reach out to the Magnolia Network. I guess she had a contact there. They, they do some meetings, it says. And so she had met a few of the production team on the Magnolia side. And it got so bad that she did reach out to them and they apparently blew her off and and basically took no responsibility and said, oh, well, that has to do solely and exclusively with the Merediths and doesn't have to do with us, right? We're we're the production company. They're the actual um, design team that you contracted with. So to me, that sounds a little shady because this happened in 2019. So Magnolia knew what was going on in 2019. Now, whether they have any liability or not, totally different argument. But ethically, they knew what was going on. A design team that they were promoting onto their network was clearly defrauding people along the way. And they did nothing. 
So I have to admit, I wasn't stunned when I went on Magnolia's Instagram account and there was this great picture of Chip and Joanna on these little boxes. You can go and see it. It was just last week or it was just a couple of days ago. And they're talking about, yay, our channel is on today. And if you look at the comments, they are getting blasted. How can you be so excited about your channels, but leaving these victims on the side of the road, make them whole, I mean, on and on and on. And of course they put out a statement, the show homework will no longer be on the lineup pending an investigation. And, and, you know, I don't want to blame them yet. They should do an investigation and maybe they will come forward at the end of the investigation and find that these women are credible and maybe they will make them whole. That has yet to be seen, but they are getting the blowback. And I'm, I hate to say it, I'm, I'm okay with that. They need to have some accountability because these shows are not based in real reality. Like I said, they are for entertainment. Now, in this case, there was nothing entertaining about what these women suffered through and the conditions that their houses were left in after Andy and Candace just made a complete shit show out of it. But there were times where the women could have stopped the chaos. And the feeling I got was that they were a little intimidated to do that, where they were like, well, maybe it'll get better. Or they just thought they were over a barrel and had no choice but to just see it through. And to be honest, I understand that as a person, but as an interior designer, someone that's in this business, I saw that as a failure. They failed to protect themselves from these fraudulent companies. And, and let's be fair, they are fraudulent. There's one woman who's who paid the company $50,000 and has had nothing done and they haven't refunded the money. There's all sorts of weird things or the woman Candace is saying she wants to Venmo the woman money on a incremental basis. And it's crazy. I mean, really, I don't want you to lose two hours of your life going down these deep dives, but this is all on the internet. And in and of itself, that should be the show, right? Because this is the truth behind a lot of these shows and you just don't hear it. And, and to be honest, I think there are far more victims than we know about. It's just that the design teams or the shows that they were on all made them sign non-disclosure clauses. And for whatever reason, this couple did not. So I'm glad that this couple didn't see the legal ramifications of that mistake in advance. But I have a feeling there are far more victims in this same parameters, maybe not to the same degree, but there is no way that the shows I watch are done in the budgets they, that they talk about each and every time. I'm going to go out on a limb and say what they likely do is eat some profit on one job, put more profit on the next job to make up for it, and just to, almost like a seesaw each time. And likely in the end, they come out ahead, but there's no way that they're not eating design mistakes and issues along the way. I just don't believe it. I'd love to be wrong on this because I like to see the best in people, but the shows that I see and the budgets I hear them giving homeowners, it all just doesn't add up. The, given the fact that I've done this for 29 years in multiple states, in multiple different economies, it, it just doesn't add up. So this was really important for me to share with you because I want to empower you to make a project stop 
when you see or feel those same red flags that we just discussed or any other red flag for that matter. Now, I'm not saying all projects come to a screeching halt because there's a red flag. It's how they handle the red flag. So if something goes wrong on my project and a client says, whoa, 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 I'm confused. Well, we immediately address the confusion. We make changes to whatever it is it may be, and we move on. But in these cases, there was one time after another where serious questions weren't being asked, budgets weren't being addressed, timelines were being ignored, mistakes were being made on the site, and on and on and on. And these women just kept the projects going. So I don't want to ruin the entertainment value of these shows. I really don't because I need some downtime where my brain just doesn't have to work that hard. And watching some of these shows fills that need for a lot of people and I get it. And so I want you though to look at it with a different lens. Look at it, hey, that's interesting. They moved that wall in the kitchen and wow, that really did change everything. Take the shows for what they offer, design ideas suggestions for different directions or furniture layouts or landscaping outside or, oh, I've never heard of those appliances, you know, that kind of thing. Fantastic. It broadens your choices, your selections, your ideas. Love all that. But when it comes down to timelines, budgets, the nuts and bolts of a project, just tune it out. Because as these stories show, they aren't based in reality. Now, I know I'm going to get pushed back and say, oh, well, I think so-and-so on this channel is super honest, and I know he can do it for all of that. There might be one or two that actually can pull it off, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably none, that they are either getting things sponsored by companies or they're eating it at one project in order to pack it onto another to break even. I just trust me on this. I think I'm right on this. So these are entertainment shows, but there are so many lessons to be learned from this one story. And to be honest, this story isn't over. I think there's enough anger out there that this Magnolia company is going to have to actually do an investigation. And I think there'll be follow-up on what did you find? And then if you read all of the statements that Andy and Candace Meredith put out, it's that they want to regroup, they want to come back, they want to make things right and whole. Well, it's been since 2019. So I think they've had a lot of time to be working on that. I think they've just been called out nationally. And obviously, they're going to have to say something. So I'm not sure we're going to see them ever again, and hopefully not on TV. Hopefully that they will be held accountable and make these families whole again, because the horrendous situations they put them in is just inexcusable and completely boils my blood. So homeowners listening, I know you want to avoid the disastrous situations that these women found themselves in. And I discussed ways in which to stop it before it gets too far gone. But the biggest goal should be to avoid them all together. And my signature course, Only Girl on the Job Site, gives you the tools to avoid these situations entirely. You will save money. You will save time by learning the skills that you need to manage your own home renovation project like a professional. I encourage you to go on my website, find out more details. They'll also be in the show notes, but this is truly the way to save you time and money for your own project. 
So the next episode is going to be focusing on the actual designers. Well, I shouldn't even use those terms because they are not designers, but there are lessons to be learned from their horrible practice and and where they need to obviously change, but but where they can also excel. And, And I think, again, there's just so much to go over that I felt it was better to go over it in two episodes. But But homeowners listening to me, come listen to that episode as well. I think it is valuable to hear the perspective of an interior designer, because again, you are going to be a team member of this project. And so in order to be a team member, you need to know what the other team members do. And that's where we're going to take a really deep dive based on the stories that I just read. So again, these stories, they're out there, they're on the internet, they're in Instagram, You can take a deep dive, but just trust me, it is a deep dive. So if you don't want to burn two hours into the nitty gritty horror story that these women share, um, just know that the takeaway is to make sure that you're communicating properly within business hours that you can keep track of. Make sure that you know the budget, have regular check-ins where you stand with the budget, And you know, I'm going to tell you, weekly meetings are critical and could have prevented most of this. And then lastly, of course, you need to make sure that the people doing the work on your home are licensed and insured. Now, again, the Andy and Candace group is denying that they hired unlicensed contractors, but that, like I said, is very easy to check, but you need to be checking. You need to be in control of that. You need to see proof. It's very easy to do that they are licensed and insured because that will impact you, your project, and your home. So join me on the next episode where we flip it around and look at it from the designer point of view and what lessons can be learned to make projects successful and smooth. And and how about on budget and on time? I mean, these are not unachievable things. Trust me. I do them all the time. Most of the designers I know pull this off all the time. So join me on the next episode. You will learn so much valuable information that you can apply to your own project. Can't wait to see you there. And as always, thank you for your time today. And I look forward to our next time together. There's an update to this story as I pre-record these episodes, but also this is an incredibly fast-moving story, and I wanted to make sure you knew the latest as it was happening. So within a week, I think they said six days, Magnolia put out a statement saying that the homework show was going to be back on their network after all. They put out a very short statement in which they said, and I quote, after their review, they found no ill or malicious intent on the part of the Merediths. So you can imagine how I feel about that. And in fact, I agree with that statement. After watching the videos of the Merediths pleading their case on the internet, I too felt that they didn't intend to cause the harm that they caused for these three women. But that doesn't negate the fact that their inept abilities, lack of experience, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say arrogance still caused the incredible harm that these women detailed. So for the Magnolia Channel to dismiss all of that 
and just hide behind the fact that there was no ill or malicious intent is really disheartening. So again, I feel validated in saying these shows are for entertainment. Magnolia is basically stating they don't care if their stars have experience in the industry. They care how the end results look and how the actors are perceived by the audience. So I will end it with, I still don't like these shows. I still think that they are harmful for my industry because they make false claims about what you can expect on a home renovation project. But if I am looking at the bright side, they do highlight design layouts and ideas and color patterns that I find can be valuable to a homeowner. But ultimately, that's where the level of education should end. So if there is another update, I will let you know. And I can promise you, I will not be tuning into the Magnolia channel ever. But I know that the news outlets and my other friends will keep me posted on any updates. And I will come back on and give you the most current information as it happens. Thank you for listening today and feel free to join me on social media at Davinia Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.